0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It's co-host Sue Tab and Kendra Petroni joining you this morning. We are so excited to be joined by best-selling author and life coach Martha Beck. Martha specializes in helping people achieve greater levels of both personal and professional success. She's here to talk to us about her brand new book, The Way of Integrity, Finding the Path to Your True Self. Good morning, Martha.
0: Good morning.
1: So Let's start by saying, and this is stating the obvious, it's been a year. No and,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> yes, it's been a year and I think many of us are looking to sort of find ways to like emerge from this pandemic whole yes. and maybe, you know, the time that we've had to step back a little bit has um, made us think that we still have some work to do in our lives. Would you agree with that?
0: Oh, yes. Pascal, the philosopher, said all of our misery comes from the fact that we are unable to sit quietly alone in a room. And that's because when we sit quietly alone in a room, all our demons come bubbling to the surface and all our dissatisfactions. Well, for a year, we've all had to spend a lot of time sort of sitting in our rooms and a lot of the discontents that were sort of masked by our busyness and all the stuff we were doing. Those have risen up. And I think in a very positive way to give us an opportunity to become whole. You use the word whole and the word integrity to me is just It comes from the Latin integer, which means intact or whole. So when we're whole, we are one person, one thing, whole self, true self, nothing but the self. And then we can move forward into lives that work better. In your book, The Way of Integrity, you say that integrity is
2: the key to a joyful life. Do you think that most of us have lost our way in that regard, that we're not acting in line with our true selves? i think we have
0: and through the most innocent of reasons so Mm. born or a baby you have a true nature that is encoded in your genes maybe your soul whatever you believe but then you run into your nature runs into your culture so your family culture your school culture your work culture whatever it is and at some point you will be pressured to go away from your true nature to serve your culture and it They will tell you this is good. It will make you happy. It will be, you will be a good person if you do this and you will choose to do it and not even realize that you've stepped away from what is deeply true for you. So now you're not in integrity. One thing you're in duplicity, two things. And that hurts. When you say it
1: hurts and I know a lot of the things that I've read that you do, you say, you know, finding your integrity actually heals you. It heals your psychological suffering. What do you mean by that when you say it hurts?
0: Well, any type of division from our own truth, like imagine a time when you're in a social situation where you're feeling sad, but you have to pretend to be happy. It doesn't make you happier, it makes you sadder. What makes you yeah. happier is when you sit down with yourself or, or a, a loving friend sits with you and says, let's talk about what's really happening. You're really sad. Suddenly you're still sad, but you're whole and you're in an environment where you can be whole, and that starts to ease the pain. That is how we heal psychologically.
1: So I wanna talk a little bit about your book. Um, your book's all about integrity, but you use, one of the things that you use in the book for your framework, which seems a little bit unlikely, is this um, Dante's Divine Comedy.
0: Talk about why that works here. Yeah, well, ever since, since childhood, I was looking for something to help me I'm a self helper from way back. So I read the Divine Comedy for college when I was like 17 or 18. And I read it like a self help book, because any book I picked up, I was just like, help me. (laughs) (laughs) What I saw was a metaphor. He says in the middle of my life, I came to these are the first lines. And I wasn't in the place I wanted to be. And I didn't know how I'd gotten lost. And I couldn't find my way out. All of us have felt that way. Why don't I feel good? Why is this relationship or this career or my health not working? And so I read the Divine Comedy as a metaphor for how to go from being lost and anxious and miserable down through our inner demons, the inferno, and then up the cleansing mountain of purgatory, which just means cleansing, where we bring our actions in line with our truth. And at that point, when we're really aligned, in large chunks of our life, we start to experience what Dante describes in paradise, which is life as a beautiful, benevolent and loving experience, which I never thought I would get to. And now I actually know it's real.
1: Are you there? Like, I feel like, wow, I'm looking at you. I'm like, when did you get to the number four? Because Andrew and I are just going,
0: wow, did you get there? <laughs> the first one <laughs> I've been at this all while when I was 29. I, because I was trying to be happy and they said the truth will set you free. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to tell a single lie for a whole calendar year. And I didn't. And during that year I got healthier and happier than I'd ever been. And I also lost my religion, my family of origin, my, uh, career in academia, quit that, quit my job, left my home, quit my marriage, every relationship, my family of origin. Like I lost everything except my truth. And I felt better even in the middle of all the grieving, I know, because I was way out of integrity. You won't have to go through this. You will not. And I would suggest going through it much more gradually. The method in the book is very gentle. My method wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, I think right now I'm on the fifth year of my no lie cleanse this time. And yes, you do go into this place of joy that is unshakable, even if you're tired, even if you're sad, there's a peace. As the Bible calls it the peace that passes all understanding. And living there is a very benevolent experience. Can you talk a little more in depth about
2: the four stages that we, that we move through that mimic the divine comedy, like starting with the dark wood of error where, you know, we don't feel great, but we don't know why, which is where I feel like I am. Then the inferno where we will have to identify and lose our false beliefs and then purgatory where we begin to follow our truth in the real world then deal with the backlash and then
0: finally arriving in paradise. Can you talk a little bit more about those stages? Sure, um, when we're lost, we've left our true nature to follow our culture, we lose our sense of truth and it, it, everything seems foggy at that point. So there are six symptoms that I see most often in people who, who don't have their integrity, they're totally innocent. First one is the loss of a sense of purpose and meaning in life that we don't feel on purpose. To be on our true path, we have to have our true nature and nature means leaving culture. Second thing, is we start to have bad moods. We're depressed, we're anxious, we're angry, uh, irritable, any variation on those things. Third thing is our physical health starts to cave in. If we're doing what's wrong for us and we push it and push it and push it, our bodies actually break down. And then our careers don't work the way we want them to, our relationships don't work the the way they want them to. And then the sixth and last symptom of this dark wood of error syndrome is that we may start addicting ourselves to things that make us feel better actions, drugs, food, whatever it is. Um, so those are the six things. If you're experiencing any of those, you can bring yourself to wholeness and experience a lot of joy by using this gentle method of coming back to your truth.
1: Talk a little bit about, you say that you have to sometimes step back. And I know when you step back, you may ha- might have to alienate people and, and you have to do that. Um, talk a little bit about what you mean by stepping back you mean sort of going off the grid and and leaving sort of society as we know it for a while, going off social media, you know, what does that really mean?
0: Well, first we go inward. Kendra just asked about all four of the sections. I only talked about how to know that you're in the dark wood of error. The way out of the dark wood of error in Dante is to go through hell. And that means going in and looking at the places where we are believing things that are not according with our deepest truth. So say you believe um, a very, very common belief is I'm not good enough. Yeah. Now, if you go into your inner hell, you're going to find that belief. It's going to come up. It's going to have a lot of pain associated with it. Why? It's negative. Yes. But more importantly, it's not true. And when you question it and, and there are methods for questioning it and letting it, having it let go and you realize I am good enough. Now your next step through purgatory is I'm going to start acting like I believe I'm good enough. Now, the people around you who told you you weren't good enough won't always like this and you may get some pushback, but because you've found your true path, you're much harder to push, and you can treat those people with the compassion that is inherent in our true nature. It's so much easier when we're not suffering, and we either walk away from them or we give them the best possible opportunity to find their own integrity, and when we get to that peace... Um, the people who've come with us, there's a, there's an integrity of the whole group, of the whole society. And if we can do that on a wide scale, we might change everything.
2: So would you say that's recovering your deep truth? Because you talk about deep truth and I, you were mentioning it there a little bit. I mean, is that what you mean when you say people need to recover their deep truth?
0: Yes. So the, the, pers- the inward part comes first. We go into the inner self, the inner inferno and, and meet our demons there. Um, When an airplane is in structural integrity, it can fly. When it falls out, it won't fly. And you can't build a healthy functioning airplane out of broken parts. So if we're broken as individuals, we cannot make a full, just whole society. We have to heal ourselves first. And the the beauty of it is we then automatically begin to create positive change in in the world around us. And without integrity, that actually does not happen. Well, if you're just
2: tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. And this morning we're talking with bestselling author, speaker, and life coach, Martha Beck, about her new book, The Way to Integrity, Finding the Path to Your True Self. Let's get back to our conversation. I also wanna mention that this is just your latest book. You've you've written like a dozen. You're also a regular contributor to The Oprah Magazine. Uh That's gotta be so rewarding to have her support your work and be able to tap into her platform. What is that like?
0: Uh, she's incredible, and she has such enormous energy. And when she, uh, we just had a conversation uh, like a week and a half ago, and one of the things she said it made her angry when uh, Stedman fell asleep during movies, because and she would just be so angry, but she couldn't keep him awake. And so I was like, okay, that anger is saying you need to let go of the belief that we all have to stay awake through every movie. <laughs> But people put their effort into that. Mm -hmm. And then later she wrote to me and she said, I'm making progress. Stedman fell asleep during a movie and I just lay there with him, happy as a clam. And I was like, (laughs) oh, you go. She's she's amazing. She really And that's something, Kendra, you and I
1: probably never um, say a statement like when I talked to Oprah last week, (laughs) right? Yeah, I Yeah. I, I so wish I had. Yeah, a little different. We don't, we don't get to talk to Oprah. But the thing I love about Oprah, I will say, um, and this is why I think you and her are so aligned, is she always sees herself on a journey, like on a self-help journey. And people think, well, you're Oprah, but she still, she talks a lot about the things that she is constantly working on in her life. And I think that makes her more relatable to people because even though she's wildly successful and has had, you know, just this amazing career and she has an amazing following, she still like owns her truth, like the things that she still struggles with. And I I love that about her. Um, I want to ask you what training, or like life experiences have been most valu- valuable to you in your career? I know you have a PhD from Harvard and you write and you speak and you've done TikToks, and you coach clients. What do you think have been the greatest contributors to your success?
0: Um, the first one is uh, I, w- I would name as my son who has Down syndrome. And when I chose to keep him when I was at Harvard, even though I'm pro-choice, um, my advisors told me I, and my doctors told me I was throwing away in my life and they were right, but the life I threw away sucked. <laughs> right,
1: that was my <laughs> first
0: book, I think. Expecting Adam was that yeah, right? Think, and it was my first book that thought. I ever read. The kid yeah. is a cash cow, they told me he would ruin my life, he made it. They told me he would ruin my career, he made it. I mean, the, this is the thing the opposite of what you what hurts most inside you is probably the truth that is trying to knock at your door. So, yeah, he was a big uh, change, leaving my religion, um, healing from child sexual abuse, all these things that you might think would be, and were very traumatic and and caused a lot of grieving. They brought me into full acceptance and knowledge of all the pieces of myself. And, And when you can embrace all the pieces of yourself with compassion, I mean, I healed from chronic illnesses that were, are not curable. I, you know, I was able to succeed in a, an industry where no one succeeds. A lot about what
2: you've talked about, written about, coached about, has to do with people changing direction in order to find what you call a place of genuine happiness. So what does that look like and
0: how do you know when you arrive? It looks like almost nothing because so much research has shown that big changes don't last and tiny changes that accumulate over time are the source of real transformation. So take your list of things to do find something on it. That's not great. Doesn't make you thrilled and change that thing just a little bit so that it's more in tune with your true self. You can either bag it completely. You can barter it off with someone else, or you can better it by, for example, going to the gym, but listening to your favorite music and having like wearing your favorite perfume or whatever, anything that takes you more toward joy, peace and compassion toward the self is going to bring you more into the wholeness. That is integrity. Little by little, like if you're steering a plane one degree right every half hour you won't even see the turn but in ten thousand miles you'll end up in a totally different destination
1: hmm and, I was, and I, I was gonna ask you you sort of already answer my question like why so many of us stay in that awful unhappy place for so long and we yeah. get stuck there and I guess already what I'm hearing from you it's because it's probably more comfortable to stay stagnant where you are because if you're moving through those phases you're going to have to deal with some of that pain yeah and you're going to have to deal with some separation maybe toxic relationships or whatever and you're going to have to like be brave enough to move into that yes yeah yourself and so i always wonder like why aren't i'm also a self-help junkie it's it's pretty much nonfiction is all i read my husband's like oh my god how many more self-help books but i (laughs) I was a psych major, I, I just love that kind of thing and I am always into like what makes people tick and move from this space to this space and right. uh, I always think why do people not
0: move but it's just, it, maybe it's fear? Yes, it is. It's fear of two things. It's fear of displeasing the people around us who are telling us what's going to work for us mm. and it, it's fear that they're right. That if, for example, I I leave a job I hate, I won't find one that I love. And so the the internalized beliefs that are not true at a deeper level, following those feels like virtue, feels like what we should do, but again, nothing works. And suffering is is an incredible ally that comes in and says, this isn't going right until it becomes so uncomfortable to be out of our truth that we are actually willing to face our fear and move forward to wholeness
1: what would you say is the great this is a tough question the greatest lesson you've learned based on the
0: work you've done or maybe something you wish your younger self knew it's a quote from the german poet goethe when you trust yourself you will know how to live
1: oh i like that it's
0: simple and yet not really simple <laughs>
1: right well,
2: That's,
0: I, is, is an interesting job <laughs> i try yeah. to sit down and lead you through it step by some tiny step
2: would you say i mean that that sort
0: of maybe answers this question, too. But what,
2: what inspires you? What, what's the mantra that you live by? Because I know we have a lot of female listeners, both young, older, and we're all looking for inspiration every single day. So what, what inspires you and gets you to wake up every day and be the best that you are? And what advice on the second part of that would you have for all of our, our listeners to help them get through um, and live their best life every day and have a positive attitude?
0: what inspires me my son inspires me babies inspire me dogs and cats inspire me because they're living their truth always when you see a dog that's in such joy for going out for a walk and so clearly doesn't like a bath um when i see and then you see that dog going from anything negative to just immediately back to happiness babies the same way and my son is now in his 30s but he is the same way he lives in complete integrity and you can feel it and it's the feeling of being around something that pure and true when you've got a pet or a baby or someone like Adam, that feeling makes you want to be true to yourself. And it's endlessly inspiring. So go to the pound, get a dog, it'll be great.
1: I got a dog this year. It's funny, yeah, it's funny that you said that. So we've had a tough year. My, my husband lost his job a few months ago and um, I went through a health crisis. And so we got the dog prior to either of those things happening. This was last October and everything sort of hit the fan in December wow. Wow. on top of the pandemic um and we got a dog a Labradoodle Gracie she's eight months oh. old now and I can't tell you my husband didn't want a dog didn't want a dog didn't want a dog and he finally and now we both agree she is the best thing that ever happened to us and carried our family through a really dark time everything's much better now oh, but good. you know why it's what you said um they live in their truth and also they live in the present When you walk in a room, you're the most important thing to them at that moment. They can, and you know, humans, we have a hard time doing that. They live in the moment and they love you unconditionally. And I thought, wow, why didn't we do this earlier? But she's been just a godsend for us.
0: Yeah, and you know all of the present moment is ever true. The moment uh, five minutes ago doesn't exist anymore. Five minutes from now, it doesn't exist. The only true thing we have is this present moment. And if we just keep coming back to that and a dog or uh, any pure being will pull us back to that place. And you can feel the sweetness and the relaxation in the body, the heart, the soul. I'm so glad your family's doing better. And I'm so happy you've got a little buddha running around in a fur suit there. She is that's exactly what she is. She is like a little buddha in a fur suit like and
1: she's been the and and on top of, and she's also a pandemic pup. So she's not been away from us for more than a couple of hours. We're both working from home, so I'm like, "Oh gosh, when we go back to work what's going to happen?" But it's just been the best experience ever. So that's um, integrity I know. Talk about, we only have a few minutes left, why this book now? You did a book on integrity, you've done tons of different books. Is there a reason this was the moment in time for this book?
0: Yeah, I think I've struggled toward integrity my whole life. You know, I did that year where I didn't tell a single lie. My most recent, I call them integrity cleanses. Um, Five years ago, I decided not to lie, even with my facial expression, like to take integrity to a new level. And I think after 30 years of trying, I finally got to a place where it started to work. And I thought, oh my God, this is actually the solution to all suffering. And um, it was a huge deal in my life, a very quiet thing, but very big for me. And as Toni Morrison says, the function of freedom is to free someone else. I want everyone to be free from suffering. I've touched it. I want everyone to experience it.
1: How do you not tell a lie, though? Even like a little white lie, if somebody says to you, Do you like my outfit and you don't, would you say don't?
0: Sometimes I will, if the situation calls for it, it will feel like integrity. You know, if a seven year old says, Do you like the birthday brick I cooked for you? You say, I love you so much. Delicious. So much but there are ways that you can tell the truth and in, with real compassion. So somebody, if you don't like their outfit and they say, do you like it? You say, I like this part of it. And sometimes they'll say, oh, does this part not look at?" And you, you kind of go, well, and this is how my family acts. So when I ask them, do you like this outfit? They will tell me the truth. Do you know how <laughs> relaxing that is? I know I'm gonna be told if I've got my fly open, you know? It's right. Like, woo! And then you want to live in that way but always with kindness because your true self is pure compassion a hundred years from now how do you want to be remembered not at all i want to oh, stop so much in the present moment i couldn't care less i'll be gone <laughs> um but i would like them to feel more comfortable more more at peace because i was alive and i did things it doesn't matter to me if they know that it was me or not but i want people to feel more peace joy freedom i love that i'm going to mention your book again
1: um martha beck's newest book the way of integrity finding the path to your true self believe it or not we are already out of time i think i could talk to you forever um but it's been wonderful it's been wonderful to to be in this moment with you martha beck so thank you for your time oh, thank, thank you for you. all that you do to help other people live their truth and find their whole selves because i think that's important especially in today's world
0: well, same to you too. keep doing a wonderful <laughs> work
2: thank you so much Thank you to author and life coach Martha Beck for being our guest on Exceptional Women today. We wish you continued success in all you do. You're one of the change makers we talk about and your impact is widely recognized. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. You've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It is our honor
1: and privilege to provide a platform for people who are out doing meaningful work in our communities. Thank you for paying attention and for helping us create engaging, programming. We'd love to hear from you. If you know someone who is making a difference, just email us, send us a message on our magic Facebook page. I'm Sue Tabbin along with my co-host and producer Kendra Petroni. We'd like to invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 7:30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day.